Does the death of the Batgirl movie foretell a dark future for the DC Cinematic Universe? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. My hands were like this on that. They still made good sound, but it was like thrown together deep. But see, here's the thing. Based on the angle... I wouldn't. No, you didn't know. I would have knew. Oh, Roxy, do you watch Rick and Morty? No. There's a good. I feel really bad about it. Both the world girls watch it. It's just like there. There's a great visual gag in this week's episode where they're in person's lair and everything is like, it, like it looks like it's a straight pathway, but then you pivot and you realize it's two. It's just a cool like um, MC Escher type design where things aren't where you, you think they would be, and that's what I was thinking about your clap because you you said it was off, but it looked on my eyes it looked fine. Did you, is that show still on? The season six just dropped its first episode this week. Where is it air? So uh, Adult Swim, I thought it started doing next day episodes on Hulu and HBO Max, but I guess not. I, I have the Adult Swim app, so I watch it over there with ads. I don't know that you need a login. Is Adult Swim owned by Disney? It is owned by, what did I say? It's owned by Warner Brothers, HBO. Oh, the Hulu. Not Hulu. Okay. Yeah, I, that's what I heard. I heard. I heard. Oh. It's not, you can you can watch the other seasons on Hulu and HBO Max. I don't know why. Um, it is so weird. Some things are on, like Peacock's doing that too, where something will be owned by somebody else, but it's over there. So it's Paramount. And I'm just like, I don't get well, it anymore. Uh, it's like okay. So if you want to watch Yellowstone, Peacock. If you want to watch literally any Yellowstone spinoff, Paramount Plus. <laughs> but also, if you want to watch Yellowstone in real time, yeah, Paramount. Paramount. And it's like, and it's just because of past deals and stuff like that. And then, and then somehow David Zaslav comes out and is like, we've canceled Yellowstone. It's like, how do you even have the power to do that? Um, Anyway. I would murder. We started, uh, so, so my wife and I uh, watched 1883, uh, which is the, the prequel, which is great. Recommend. And we segued right into yellowstone we're a couple episodes into yellowstone Wait, you didn't tell me you started yellowstone we're only like a couple episodes in we just started digging that is like the best character ever the 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 daughter yes man she is she is a force she, she in these first couple episodes force. she is a force well i just have never seen that character i don't think i've ever seen her on tv before that actress or a character like the that? Character. Yeah, the character. Yeah, she's like a bulldozer. And also, she says the most cutting things I've ever heard any character say. In like, my life. Just eviscerates people. <laughs> so, DJ, by the time that you catch up, I'm so excited because uh, then we will be able to talk about it. But like, she stays one of the greatest characters ever. But so many other characters on the show are so good. And you will be like me. Like, how is this the one show that consistently doesn't get nominated for the Emmys? Yeah. It's... a egregious egregious it's so funny i actually think this is a good sign i think they did a really good job on the prequel because you're able to segue right from 1883 into the show but it is funny how much shittier the family has gotten like like the 1883 family duttons are actually like pretty pretty decent people all things considered watch it i hear the show's excellent it's really good it's really good it does there it does get um uh, my wife and I had a running gag where it's all told from the daughter's perspective, and she has a very romantic view of everything about how beautiful everything is. And Sim Elliott's in it; and he's great. But my wife and I made a running joke out of like every time something awful happens, he'll be like, "It's not even the hard part yet. We're not even to the hard part yet." Um, but it is very good, and also crap. I'm going to blink. It's Faith Hill and her husband, 
whose name is McGraw. Yeah, other so the two country music Sam stars. McGraw. They're so good in it, Roxy. Like I, I went in with such. They're country music stars. I have no expectations of their acting ability. They're like really good in it, like really good, shockingly good. Wow. Oh, and I need you to watch it because it has the most. I, my wife and I were watching this when Atlanta was coming out, and of course Atlanta had like Liam Neeson and shit. 1883 has the most like wait, excuse me, cameo in any show ever. Like, wait, no is, is this person in here for the? And it's like one scene, like one line, and you're like, wait, what just happened? And it turns really? out, plot twist that that actor is friends with Tim McGraw, and so they called in a favor. And it, it, it's, so you have a DJ you have until November to catch up to be caught up on Yellowstone for season five. Wait, but there's like six seasons, right? Oh, season five? That, that might be doable. That might be doable. Okay. <laughs> B, um, do you know who's in the next spinoff, 1923? Harrison Ford and Helen Mirren. Yes. And they just did a casting announcement. So now I know, uh, weirdly, Harrison Ford is playing Tim McGraw's, Tim McGraw's character's brother who was not mentioned in 1883. And um, James Badgedale is playing, there's a little boy in 1883. He's playing the adult son I, in that. I feel like they just keep saying, Emmys, try and not nominate us now, bitch. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I This show annihilates, annihilates in the ratings. Well, and also it's getting, it's already got, it already has 1883. It has another spinoff with Jeremy Renner which I didn't hear great things about. I think it has another one coming out with Sylvester Stallone as the lead. No way. Yeah. So crazy. Wild. There's only one season of the one you watched, right? Yeah. It's a mini series. Okay. Yeah. So I think, and they're not going to continue it. That is my understanding. They're continuing it in the sense of like the new new one, 1923 with Harrison Ford. Um, uh, and so I think that's the way they're doing it. But I'm excited to see because they already planted the seeds for like the conflict between the Duttons and the Native American tribe. Those seeds are planted in 80, 1883 and stuff like that. Um, but it is. Yeah, it's just it'll be I, I'll be interested to see if you watch it because like the, the Dutton family in 1883 is like salty of the earth, good folks. And then and then it was like a culture shock when Monica and I started watching Yellowstone. It's like, oh, man, these this family kind of sucks. <laughs> they're kind of the bad guys here. <laughs> I just you wait. Just They're compelling wait. anti-heroes. And I do like um uh the one son living man, that creator likes the one that who shit. comes back like the longer haired one. Well he's it's funny that you say that because uh I won't say spoilers for the first episode, but there are two there's multiple sons introduced. Um and two of them are like, wow, you guys I'm gonna have trouble distinguishing you two. The show takes care of that problem. The show resolves that issue <laughs> within the first episode. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, well, also, that show's so good. I'm so stoked you're watching it. I can't believe you didn't tell me that deserved a text message, DJ. Okay, I'll let you know. I'll I'll, I'll keep you updated. Yeah. I'll keep you updated. But today, I took a really solemn tone there. I didn't mean to. Today, kids day of all days. I'm keeping all that in there, kids. We're uh, today on Only Super Answers. Uh, Roxanne and I are talking about. We're finally sitting down and really talking about uh, Warner Brothers Discoveries War on Batgirl and DC seemingly, and just entertainment in general. They're war on entertainment as we know it. Um, and uh, that's it. No, we're also going to talk about some news, but before we get into that, oh my goodness, 
Uh, we have a Patreon. God damn it. Get your ass over there. You can listen to shows like what we're into where Roxy and I talk about the shows that we did not have time to talk about in this one. Roxy's got one she's very excited to cover. Oh, oh, <laughs> this is the show of all shows, DJ. This is the beginning and the end of shows. It is truly that. But it we're is. also talking about She-Hulk and House of the Dragons. So if you want to hear us talk about that, that's over on the Patreon. Sal and I have a show, uh, Sal from Comic Pop and I have a show called Spider-Versity, where we talk about uh, Spider-Man movies and shows. And I pull, we're, uh, he and I are just finishing up Spider-Man the Animated Series Season 2. So we are putting out a poll as of this episode. It should be up on the Patreon where you guys help us decide what we're going to cover next. Are we going to go in Spider-Man the Animated Series Season 3? Are we going to do Spectacular Spider-Man Season 1? Or are we talking about Morbius, which I discovered just went on Netflix, um, which is good because I don't want to spend any more money on it. But it is... is, I liked it. It is technically... I did not hate it as much as other people. It is definitely not... Yeah, I guess that's how I feel too. Yeah, Jurassic World D- Dominion is definitely the worst movie I've seen this year. Everybody like shit on Morbius, but it's like Jurassic World Dominion is... Uh, brutal. Yeah, has that has that bottom slot locked down for me, but... I it finally is. saw the black phone. That was like one of the greatest movies of the year. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, that you can vote over there um, and you can mo- vote multiple spots, but don't like choose all three. Cause that's not going to be helpful. Choose like two, choose yeah. the top two. You choose all three, then it's just going to be even. And then we're going to be right back where we started. DJ, can yes. you do Valley girl voice? I cannot. Why? You can't. I can't. Oh, oh. my God. Why? Cause I, that was good. Cause Thank when you, you just said that, yeah. don't choose all three. Yeah. Like choose two, or you won't be helpful. I yeah. just felt like it was the Valley it. Girl, and you coming out. You felt don't energy. I choose all three because I like won't be helpful. I won't be helpful. Just yeah, just two. I've been in. Uh, I guess I've lived in the valley since I've been out here. So I guess I'm a valley boy. I'm a valley boy. It's not as fun. No, it's not as fun. No. Uh, also on Spotify, we ask a question every week. Last week's question was. What did you think of the Rings of Power premiere? William Niles Wilson said, as a longtime Lord of the Rings fan, episode one didn't sell me on it, but episode two got its hooks in me. I'm very interested to see what they're going to do with this series. Also, I love the very diverse cast. They're all great. Yashu Wazalewski, I'm glad, uh, was definitely half expecting a dumpster fire, and it sounds like it's only really upsetting diehard fans that love the lore too much. And Ray Alvarez says, I prefer you guys talking uh, talking me through each week's episode. I'd rather that than actually watch them and rewind 20 times like, wait, what just happened? Well, I watched it and still made DJ talk mm-hmm. me through it. DJ, did you see what the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is for? Did they bomb it? Is it low? Or is it 39. high? 39. 39% audience score. Here's the frustrating thing is I think there's legitimate reasons to have issues with the show, but that's not why it's got that score. And that's frustrating. Yeah. It reminds me of like the the Last Jedi discourse. It's like I think there's genuine criticism to be placed at the feet of last of the Last Jedi, but it's drowned out by bullshit, by like stupid bullshit. <laughs> it's like that's not Ah, um, I was going to say that's not productive as if that's the worst part of it. That's obviously not the worst part of it. The worst part of it is the racism. That's the worst <laughs> yeah. part of it. Calling um, it what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's racist, racist bullshit. And it's also like, it's frustrating on a variety of levels. We're not talking about Rings of Power today, but obviously people have been talking about it. But it's also like frustrating because if you'd released this show in the 80s, Nobody would have fucking cared that there were black elves. Nobody would have cared. It's just everybody is so, by by everybody, you know who I'm talking about, are so wound up. 
And I guess in some ways it's 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 a positive because that means progress is happening, which is why assholes like Elon Musk feel threatened. <laughs> And they should feel threatened because we don't need them. We don't need assholes like Elon Musk in this world anymore. We've outgrown them. Um, I feel like that's my opinion. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's go to a quick ad break. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of capitalism, um, let's go to an ad break. And we will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my goodness, we're back! And as as I said earlier, we're talking about Batgirl and Warner Brothers. But first, oh my God, we've got to talk. We've got to talk about the big crazy news. We'll get to the Queen in a minute. We'll get to the Queen in a minute. Um, God save the Queen. He didn't. Um, Not this time. (laughs) Not this time. First, we've got to talk about Don't Worry, Darling. We talked about Olivia Wilde and the Shia LaBeouf stuff a couple weeks ago. And I naively assumed that that was basically the end of it. And I didn't understand that Olivia... did, DJ? Just kind of like basically... I figured the movie would come out and it would be fine. And we would just all kind of move on from this. And what I didn't understand is that Olivia Wilde has now become a recurring character on her show, just like Ezra Miller... Um, not that she is doing the same things Ezra Miller was doing, but just in, in re- the recurringness of us talking about her and the situation. So uh, correct me if, I'm, if, if I miss something here. Oh, but, I will, DJ. I will. Uh, the big thing this week was it premiered at the Venice Film Festival. Um, and j- every, everything that's been percolating under the, sur- uh, under the service under the surface, thank you, um, has just has just blown up, uh, culminating into did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? But that's not even all. Like Florence P wasn't supposed to show up. She did show up, but she never made eye contact with Olivia Wilde or whatever. Uh, break it down for us, Roxy. Yeah, but she did. I do think Florence and the Olivia thing is not the same as the other stuff. I think there was a shot that did make eye contact, whatever though. Here's, mm-hmm. here was the big, the big spit gate of it all. So there seems to be this overarching theme that people were uncomfortable on set because Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles were getting it on. Yes. I saw this breakdown that was fucking hysterical where somebody said, can you please break da- break this down for me in sports terms? Oh, and I saw this. Yeah, 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 incredible. yeah. Incredible. And it was like, 
the coach is sleeping with one of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so basically the coach is sleeping with one of the players. Yeah. And everyone around them is uncomfortable because there might have been some funny business going on. That yeah. might have been while the coach was married. Yeah. Might not have been. Um, and a lot of the other players are friends with the coach's husband. So, you know, there, there was like 15 different things percolating here that made the set uncomfortable. So noticeably during the Venice Film Festival, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are never standing next to each other. Yeah, I and, saw in all the group pictures that her, there's always like at least one person in between her and Harry and her and Florence Pugh. <laughs> right. And they did not sit next to each other, yeah. which I think is interesting because if for some reason, fingers crossed, God willing, or whoever is out there, <laughs> I ever am in a film festival like that and also in the movie is my significant other. Yeah. I would sit next to them. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the normal call, right? Yeah. But they're not, which is kind of like people started raising their eyebrows about that. Olivia Wilde. I will say that does make sense to me because it's drawing so much attention. So much attention. <laughs> but now it's kind of drawing more attention because people are like, are they on the wrong? Yeah. It's almost like you can't win. It's, you can't. There's not a... Right. So I'm not reading too much into this because I do not think they are on the rocks. I just think that that's the way they decided to sit and stand and probably had a conversation before about it being like, let's uh, just try to keep our hands to ourselves yeah. and just enjoy the ride. Mm -hmm. But Spitgate comes out. So what <laughs> happens is because of all of this, Olivia Wilde is sitting next to Chris Pine. Chris yes. Pine, who up till this point has managed to 100% stay out of any of the drama. Yeah. I have not heard his name attached to any of it, not one time. Nope. The, the first time he got looped in at all was just his, his kind of like blank expression that became a meme while Harry Styles just kind of like babbled on about like movies. So the thing about movies <laughs> is that we love them because they're movies. Mm -hmm. And my favorite part about the movie is just how it's kind of a movie. Oh, that, man. And then the memes everywhere are saying the best part about this is how uh, Chris Pine received his degree in English from Berkeley, <laughs> which is just like sitting there mind numbing. Yeah. Um, but OK, so here's the full picture. When you when you look at the bigger picture next to Olivia Wilde is Chris Pine. Yeah. Chris Pine takes off his sunglasses, yeah. puts them in his lap. Where theoretically his phone also is. Yeah. You can't see everything, but that's that's the running theory behind it. I love that there's theory. I love that there's breakdowns. I love that there's multiple angles. I love I love it. I love it. I love that people gift this into somebody throwing a goat at him. Uh, did you see the one where he has adult, uh, uh, Harry Styles has a Dilophosaurus head and he spits like acid onto uh you better believe Chris it. Pine. Amazing. You better believe it. Genius. So then Harry Styles walks over. And does something that looks like spits on Chris Pine. Mm -hmm. Chris Pine does something that looks like yes. reacting to Harry Styles spitting on him. Mm -hmm. Harry Styles proceeds to sit down and there is an exchange of looks between Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Chris Pine, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, mm -hmm. Harry Styles. That is uncomfortable or funny or... Um, noticeable noticeable and i will say no matter what happened chris pine's reaction to whatever has happened in his lap is priceless it's just good it's just good it's just a good priceless reaction excellent couldn't have handled whatever it was more like a gentleman yes so 
People think people thought that Chris Pine spit on uh, got spit on by Harry Styles. Chris Pine's reps came out and said that's ludicrous. It's absolutely not what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one one thing said that he was looking in his sunglasses. He forgot where he had placed them, and he remembered he had put them in his lap, and mm-hmm. so he made a face like, "Of course, that's where they were." Yeah. Somebody else said that he had gotten a text message and he had just read it. And made that face and that that was happening simultaneously with Harry Styles, who didn't spit on him and just made a weird face, mm-hmm. a weird kind of thing. Yeah. Um, uh, DJ, if like gun to your head, did Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine? It sure looks like, again, just because of the, re- the timing of everything, the reaction, the whatever. However, I don't know. And maybe you can help me with this. I don't know if the internet is saying it, it w- was kind of like innocuous spit or like purposeful because it's like I have trouble believing Harry Styles probably gets away with a lot spitting on one of your co-stars while you're sitting down for the thing is not I wouldn't imagine not an intention was not a, if it happened was not an intentional act on his part there I don't know because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes drama of things mm-hmm. if there is any but it didn't look like an unintentional spit Okay, okay, okay. In in terms of the shape of the mouth. Okay, right? all like, right, all right. <laughs> like when I spit on somebody by accident, it looks like I'm talking. Yeah. Right? Speaking, speaking of like sport, sports, ter- I wish we could bring out like the video and like mark it up. And like if you see here the trajectory X's and O's and shit. The one, the one thing that's really in the favor of the non-spit yes. is that we don't actually see any spit. Yes, true. No matter how you zoom in mm-hmm. or what, no matter what angle... There's no liquid exchange that we see. <laughs> yes. There's theory that it's his breath is really bad and that he was breathing. And mm-hmm. But I don't know why he would make that. Whatever. So then the last part of this, after Chris Pines, people came out and said, this is ludicrous. It didn't happen. Harry Styles took the stage at Madison Square Garden, was performing when he came out and he said, New York, it's so good. It's so, 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 so good to be back. I just did a quick stint in Venice where I went to go spit on Chris Pine mm-hmm. and the crowd loses it. Yeah. I was kind of like, I wonder how many people in this crowd are the same, like, even know what we're talking, what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine. That's massive news. Yeah, I, I imagine they had to spend a significant amount of money to be there. And so they're probably pretty up to date on their Harry Styles news. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. So it was. Uh, that's kind of where we were at. And people were like, he confirmed it. He confirmed it. And other people were like, he's clearly making a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you very definitely put this on me without, without dodge, without answering it yourself, gun to your head. Where are you on Spitgate? I put out a tweet mm-hmm. that had three options. One was it 100% happened. Mm-hmm. One was it would never happen and didn't. And the other one was I've watched a hundred times and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I truly feel that way. I think this will be one of life's greatest mysteries mm-hmm. that we will never fully have an answer to. Yeah. I, I, it's life usually does, is not full of this many coincidences. <laughs> the timing of it all is so sus. I think there is a world in which it's possible that harry styles like and chris pine have a fuck with each other relationship see how far they can push each other that would actually be pretty funny (laughs) and this is something that he did to see like how would he react in public i don't know like there's there's worlds in which this did take place and it's not because they fucking hate each other yes okay i like that i like that explanation 
Uh, yeah, so the the it premiered at Venice. All that went down. Um, reviews are coming in, and they are not great right now. On Tomato Meter, has a forty three percent, despite an intriguing intriguing array of talent on either side of the camera. Don't worry, darling, is a mostly muddled rehash of overly familiar themes. And I will say, personally, that doesn't completely surprise me because I didn't think Booksmart was all that good. Uh, no way. Yeah, I don't. I think Booksmart is oh. kind of overrated. Um, I loved Booksmart, but I had really high hopes for this movie. Um, but I think that sometimes when there is so much drama, like remember in Shia LaBeouf's email, he said there wasn't enough time to rehearse. That's mm-hmm. why I quit. Yeah. Um, which shows that there was, if you believe that, then that means that there is inevitably production issues. Yeah. Like if the actors aren't having enough time to rehearse, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So uh, who knows what else was going on and who knows who didn't like who and if that shows. But it doesn't seem like people are saying the performance aren't good. It's people saying that the the actual theme and script. So I don't know. We will see soon. I think it's coming out in like two weeks or something. Um, is that true? Yeah, it's coming out soon. Um, do I have it in are my... Are we going to see it? I think you're... I, I, th- I don't know if you're going to be in town when it comes out. Um, when at least when the screenings are happening, um, and I haven't I haven't reached out yet. We'll see. Should we cover it on the on the show? Um, you guys tell us. You guys tell it. Let us know. Um, uh, yeah, it's coming out in a couple weeks. I'll put out feelers. We'll see. We'll see if I we was, get screeners. You know what I was super excited about from Venice Film Festival? What of all the movie stuff was uh, Brendan Fraser and the Whale? Yes. That I'm excited for. Yes, Darren Aronofsky and Brendan Fraser, and good for him. Good for good for everybody else catching back up because we watched Doom Patrol, so we know Brendan Fraser's been we know. been doing great great stuff for a while. But it's good, like yeah, good, <laughs> yes. Totally. Oh man. Um. Uh, and with that note, I and I and I think I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm saying this because I don't want to leave on a note where it's like lady director boo guy director good job i do hope hollywood does a better job of getting lady directors that aren't just famous already rich white ladies that are already part of a system you know what i mean like like pull in pull in some some outside talent pull in some of the kathy ann's and stuff like that pull in (laughs) um uh yeah so so because i feel like uh just please because I, I, that's I think that's one of my my hangups and I think it colors and it's and it, do, it is important to say because I do think it colors my opinion on this whole thing so when I talk about the stuff take it with a grain of salt because it colors colors it I've, I after seeing Booksmart it did feel like Hollywood looked at the 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 people starving for better representation behind the camera and looked at like these famous white actresses and are like well this this won't rock the boat too much you know what I mean? And pull them, yeah, you know what like I mean? And it's a stepping like, stone. Yeah. I, I definitely just, hear you. And it's not I, most, I don't think most actors make good directors. The one, the one standout at this point is Ben Stiller because Severance. Oh, so <laughs> ben Stiller is really fucking good. I actually think actors tend to make pretty good directors. However, um, for me, my, my takeaway of all the film festival stuff and has been for years is that I, I wish that it was not just the most, like at film festivals used to be a place for indie darlings to premiere yes. that. And like some of those indie darlings would be under a million dollar budget. Like there has not been an under a million dollar budget movie 
at a Venice film festival since I can remember in the last 10 years, five years of us watching. And it's like, these aren't movies that I was going to miss. These are movies we were going to see anyway. And they all star A-list celebrities across the board. I mean, we're talking about Don't Worry Darling, even though it has a 40 something percent. You've got the biggest pop star on the planet. Yes. You've got... uh, Oh, the biggest... Not, I mean, Florence Pugh. You know what I mean? Like, she's the most in-demand actress around right now. You've got a massive comedian. You've got Chris Pine coming off of uh, being DC's darling, whatever. Like, there's just so many people in this movie. And it, like... And same thing with uh, most of the movies that we were seeing stuff about. And it's just like, wow, what, what are film festivals for... If if the only things that we ever see star A-list celebrities are directed by A-list celebrities yep. are written by A-list writers and are millions of dollars in the budget, then what really is a film festival? Yeah. And I think that's I, and I think that's that's part of it. Part of what I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's part of what I'm getting at. It's nothing necessarily particularly against Olivia Wilde, but it's like I can't help but feel like she's getting chances like this because she's Olivia Wilde where you've got directors like Kitty Green who did The Assistant, which is amazing. She's not getting I haven't heard any word of her getting some sort of big budget studio flick i just watched a movie called watcher which i didn't love but the directing was really good by chloe akuno it's like you know what i mean like where 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 are these ladies opportunities to do uh the the one example i can think of is uh nita costa who did Candyman, which i really i know a lot of people have mixed things that i really liked it and of course she's doing the marvels so that's like however you feel about these indie directors getting pulled into as opposed to doing their own thing getting pulled into the marvel machine you know what i mean at least she's getting these opportunities yeah 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 i just was love i would love for there to be a movie at venice that i that i am hearing gets a 14 minute standing ovation i click on it and i'm like I don't know any of these people. Yeah, because to your point, we just talked about the whale. I mean, that's Darren Aronofsky. You know what I mean? It's Darren yeah. Aronofsky, Brandon Fraser. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're seeing this movie. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even right. a question. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, before we move on, the other big news, and, and Roxy, you made a good argument for this. I was on the fence about covering the Queen's death, with, which as of this record, recording happened yes, uh, yesterday. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II. And you, you pointed out that they're basically like the biggest celebrity family in the world. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I look at them. At, at least top five celebrity family in the world. I yeah. mean, they are not. Uh, I don't know how at this point you could not refer to them as celebrities. Yes. Like they, that's really what they are, whether you love them or hate them. Um, same as the Kardashians, same as any family that it, like has 50 TV shows about them. Yeah. And uh, every move they make is in the public eye and in the news. Like it's not like a political family, although, you know, Trump was our president. And so mm-hmm. politics and celebrity are, are this close, yeah. but the matriarch of the biggest celebrity family in the world died and Twitter lost their fucking minds. Which was, is wild for a variety wow. of reasons. One, cause we live in America. So it's not yeah. that we kind of had a whole big thing about that. The other yeah. thing, this always tr- trips me up too. When, when, like everybody acts shocked. It's like, well, she was ninety six. Like I, you yeah. know what I mean. Like if I make it to ninety six, everybody, you should throw a fucking part. Good for me. <laughs> good. I, I did I good. I feel like though, DJ, there's something about when you make it into your nineties, like a Betty White. Yeah. Where I just, I know, I know, in the history of the planet, every single person has died. <laughs> I know that as a logical person. Yeah. But there's something about people making their nineties where you do kind of feel like they're invincible. 
Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like you just don't think they feel like they're ever gonna die. Like when Betty White died, I was like, no way. Yeah. No way. And it's like, what do you mean, no way, Rocks? Yeah. <laughs> She's almost a hundred. Yeah. And it's like I just was shocked, floored. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. There was something about the queen dying. There's something about like all the appearances she makes and looking at her, just feeling like this person is bigger than life yeah. larger than life and it's gonna live forever mm-hmm. um which is not true of anybody no except for me i'm never going anywhere I, we, we don't know yet don't that's know. It, it's still out there it's, it's still the we don't know check yeah, back so in do, in 90 years but i think that the most interesting part about this and i now refer to social media as entertainment news because it just like how could you how do we not discuss social media's biggest stories on an entertainment show yeah I, the craziest part was the juxtaposition of my timeline. I'm sure yours too, DJ. <laughs> uh, and I, at the end of the day, I thought a lot of it was really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. But I do think, and you and I, I think, are on opposite sides of the coin here. So I'm so interested to hear your thoughts on this. But I do think it's really fucking weird, this trend. Um, and I spoke about this when Dane Cook Mary got engaged to his uh, 23-year-old's girlfriend. And I spoke about this when Kobe Bryant died. I'm speaking about this with the queen. I think it's really fucking weird when people wait for a trending event to voice their opinion on a bigger issue. Like, I think it's very strange that anybody who's actually well-versed and knows about the monarchy and the atrocities of the monarchy or any of the things that the queen has done and or the monarchy has done that the queen has been the face of, for them to never once say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Not one thing on their social media. You've never mentioned it. And if I asked you at a bar without Google in your hand and said, "What? tell me what the queen has done, you wouldn't actually know the answer. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't know. For them to be... Choosing the day she dies to be the day that they rip her, I think is a really gross tendency of our world right now. Same thing with Kobe Bryant. The day he died, people who have never said anything about it to be like, uh, no means no. And Kobe was X, Y, and Z on that day. Same thing with Dane Cook, even not a death day, but the day that he gets engaged and is on this happiest day to people be like, your girlfriend was fucking so young. What the fuck's wrong with you? You've never said one thing about it. I've been dating for five years. You didn't voice your opinion one time. So I just think that this trend is really weird that people want to like. And so they wait till something's trending they don't e- aren't even well versed in the topic. They yeah. don't know what they're talking about. They see a few tweets. They see it has thousands of likes, and they decide keyboard warrior time. Let's go activate. Yeah, that's like so problematic. I think, but I, I think I think to yeah. your point, I think there there is a I think there is a a, a, a large. I was going to say not insignificant. I'd probably say large because that's just the way people interact on Twitter. Is you see what's trending, and you react to it. But I also think there is a genuine. Especially when you see, um, so I think we'll use the Queen as an example. You see a lot of like political leaders, major news outlets and stuff like that say, ah, deepest condolences. But there's a lot of, especially, you know, the quote unquote black Twitter or whatever. Um, and Irish Twitter and Irish but Twitter, obviously have a very, black Twitter, Irish Twitter yeah, exactly. <laughs> have, have a very legitimate, I'll say mixed feeling about this person. Everybody's telling them they should feel sad about. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't feel like I should have to. And what I will say is I think you are, I, you are a public figure. 
you are a celebrity or you are a political leader or and and if you're have have used that position to do genuine harm or you being in that position as gen, genuine harm to people uh, fair game I, you know what i mean like i feel like i feel like that's the uh, and, and i and i would say that like you know with the with the kobe bryant thing um that's trickier for a lot of reasons, not the least of which it wasn't just him. <laughs> it wasn't, it was his daughter too. It was like, it was like a bigger thing. Um, but I, I think it's fair to express some of those um, conflicting feelings. And I, th- I think, I think what, what you may be reacting to is um, the, that part of social media where, there isn't any, you know, you think something, you put it out there as opposed to, to kind of like, uh, maybe tempering it and, and people responding to that overwhelming, I think there's a reaction with people to be overwhelmingly positive when somebody died. But if, if they did harm reacting to that, be like, well, no, remember fucking, Remember, don't forget this thing. And she chose to be queen. Uh, I, I am of the opinion, if you don't want people to say shit after you die, don't be queen. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a political leader. Don't be a celebrity. I think we should get rid of them. I think, I don't, I don't think, I don't think people, you mentioned the Kardashians. I don't think the Kardashians' lives are actually better. They would probably disagree with me, are actually better for being Kardashians. And I don't think any of our lives improve from them being Kardashians. I think they do demonstrable harm to our society. Um, And so I'm probably not going to go out there and say shit uh, when Kim Kardashian dies, but I'm not going to tell other people not to because I fucking get it. (laughs) And and you put yourself in that position. You, you put yourself in a position above the rest of humanity and you don't, and I'm of the opinion you don't get to be like, and I feel like a lot of celebrities do this. I feel like uh, for some reason, my mind jumps to Dave Chappelle where he's like, I get the freedom to say whatever I want. You don't get the freedom to tell me how about how you feel about it. It's like, well, no, that's bullshit. You're on that pedestal. I get to say what I want about you. You don't get to tell me what I say about you. Yeah, I guess I don't feel that way about Dave Chappelle or the Kardashians. So it probably is like at our core, we have a difference in opinion over celebrity and um, their place in the planet. But specifically with the Queen thing, I think that it was just it's not even the fact that people were saying things. It's that I feel like the Internet is showing their ignorance so hard Mm. because, number one, I genuinely feel like what you're talking about are people who are well educated, who understand what the 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 positives and the negatives of the monarchy throughout history. And for specific groups of people, the negatives vastly outweighing the positives. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, I am not. I'm American, so I'm familiar, but not even as familiar as certain people. But what I'm talking about are the people who seemingly believe that this was the death of a monarchy and are not understanding that now this means that Charles gets the crown. And after Charles is a long line of men and who that you very probably likely don't want to see touch this thing. Mm -hmm. It's like the celebration of the matriarch of the family dying was so odd and off-putting to me because I felt like it was coming from people who literally don't understand what's happening now. Mm. Like people who were like, yes, 
this woman is dead. This 96 year old woman finally kicked it. And that means everyone's free. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what are you guys? Do, do you even know what you're voicing? Do you even know what you stand for? What is your actual opinion? And, and for people who don't like her, I, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm not out here standing up for the fucking queen mm-hmm. um, in any way. But for the people who like just have no idea what's going on and celebrating, I'm like, you guys look silly. You look yeah. foolish. That what is the celebration? Because inevitably, you're celebrating Charles right now. That's what you're celebrating. I I don't know that that's. I see what you're saying. I don't know that I, I think that's necessarily uh, true. I think it's it's the 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 face, and it's literally like her face is on money. The face of the monarchy since all of us have been alive a majority yeah it would have to be all of us probably a majority of us have been alive anybody who's over 71 not them but yeah. everybody else um uh is is uh is dead and it's it's a it's it's representing that like i do think it takes on i think what you're touching on does take on broader than this individual person as opposed to a, a frustration with what that represents and it's not necessarily a celebration of who's coming next who will probably suck as much if not more um but i, I see your point i just don't know that I, I i think that's necessarily what it that it equals that that it equals a celebration of this person totally yeah at the end of the day he's also 70 by the way it's not like he's going to be around for, <laughs> for i don't know yeah i mean could be around for another 25 years. I guess could be. I guess could like, be. But he doesn't, look, he don't, he doesn't fucking look that great. <laughs> um, at, at the end of the day, I, I think it, none of it's that deep in terms of, I wasn't like, anybody's tweeting about it. I wasn't like, wow, fuck you. I could never, you know, yeah. Darina, my closest friend, my co-host yeah. was shredding her. Yeah. Although Darina for the five, six years that I've worked with her has shredded the queen. Yeah. All, nonstop. All yeah. the time. Which makes sense. Yeah. Which makes sense. It's people who I'm like, you don't even know who you're talking about. Yeah, like, I yeah, and I will say yeah, to to your point, like I know when Kobe died. For anybody that knows Kobe's history, I had very mixed feelings on. I kept that shit to myself for I, again a little bit of a different experience because he didn't die of old age and he didn't die. It wasn't just him. So, right, so. It, just, it just wasn't the day. Yeah. It feels like it's just not the day. Like, but, and you're you're allowed to have mixed feelings on Kobe yeah. based on trials based on trials and accusations you know you're allowed to have mixed feelings on the queen you're allowed to fucking hate the queen you're allowed to think the queen is a piece of shit scumbag you're allowed to think anything you want just just choosing the day to voice your thoughts to be the day she died i don't get that i don't get that that's not even the day that i'm gonna fucking tweet about trump like it's just it's not for me i will i will say i i respect that opinion but when trump goes or george w bush goes or dick cheney goes i'm gonna say some shit i'm gonna say some shit Uh, i will dance on that grave and i will feel no shame (laughs) yeah i i won't i won't yeah i guess and that's okay yeah i just i don't know i'm not a dance on any grave person ever i think the planet will be better off yeah um, but I don't think the planet's better off with the queen dead. Um, you know, I think um, not uh, to your point that the, it's not like the monarchy's going away. If it was, yes. If it was, her, then yes. Her specifically. Um, I, I will be interested because I know people were like, no, she was seen as a stabilizing force. Doing what? Like, it, this might be the opportunity where like a group of people realizes like, wait, we let this person walk around with the most expensive diamond in the world that was stolen from Africa to do what? 
to do to do what exactly? Do you think, DJ? Do you think that's what's going to happen? I, I in choosing to be hopeful. I like to think we're getting at a point where people are questioning more. I feel like I'm a slow adopter on things, and so with the amount of stuff I'm questioning, I like to think that uh, more people like. Wait, why are we doing this? Why are we letting this this happen? That would be nice. Hey, if this leads to any kind of change, positive change, then then everybody was celebrating for a good reason. I just super duper don't foresee that being the case. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Um. It does, thankfully, it doesn't affect us because we don't. We decided not. We we, we somebody tweeted this. We only have uh, nine unelected uh, people that make decide what happens in our country as opposed to one. So, you know, we're doing great over here. Um, I need to stop. I keep grabbing things to fidget with. I don't know why. Um, let's listen. Another ad break. We're going to come back. Wow. This is a, this is a tough, this is a tough week. Cause we're going to come back and talk about the death of Batgirl. <laughs> um, oh. uh, we'll be right back. Oh my goodness. So we've been putting this off. We were on vacation when this happened. And so we haven't had, we've talked around it, obviously, with the show we do. How could we not? Um, we're talking about what the fuck is going on at Warner Brothers Discovery. And, our, and we have a good jumping off point here because a couple weeks ago we talked about how Dan Lin was being in talks to be quote unquote DC's Kevin Feige, uh, which is such a weird it would be great if that was like in credits that was instead of like producer was kevin feige dan lynn <laughs> uh, the title of his position yeah, they should literally it's like best boy yeah they should just rename it the, kevin, kevin feige, feige you're the guy you should just call what it is a showrunner kevin feige is the showrunner of the mcu and yes i know there are shows in the mcu that have showrunners but he he is the one telling them what chief, to do he's chief showrunner he's like he's the guy it's 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 unique in that i don't know I mean, I feel like if it was a political position, you'd call it like a czar, right? You'd make him like the czar of da-da-da. But it's it's just, I don't think there, from what I understand, I don't know that there is a position in Hollywood that is quite like what Kevin Feige has. But anyway, Dan Lin was in talks to uh, be a part of it. Uh, he ended up not, that ended up not happening, which I, I, I feel like I should be congratulating Dan Lin that he dodged that bullet. I feel like... <laughs> Um, but apparently, according to Hollywood Reporter, it happened because he has his own production company, his own production banner called Rideback, and they couldn't quite figure out how to integrate that into what they wanted to do, which is cool. It's all, it's none of its creative stuff. It's all business stuff. Cool, cool, cool. This is what we love. IPs and lean back or lean uh, forward entertainment. Four quadrant. Like there is a loser in this situation. It's clearly us, mm-hmm. you know, like the whole thing. Anytime I, I do feel I do feel hopeful for the future. But in general, I, what is the song? I win. You lose. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait, you feel hopeful for the future about DC movies or just in general? Yeah, I feel hopeful for the future about DC movies. Cool. The, What's that like? Reason- What's that like to feel yeah. hopeful about the future? Can you tell me what that feels okay, like? So um, <laughs> it's like. It's like blind faith. Um, cool, 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 re- cool, 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 cool. The reason I feel, and I, I did not say the immediate future. Yeah. The reason I feel hopeful about the future of DC movies is because DC characters. Yeah. Those don't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, we will always have, unless I get into a real big pinch, I guess. Yeah. Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, 
Joker, Harley Quinn, Flash, multiple versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, every every A list household name character, all the B, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, the B Squad, to those the DC characters. I believe at the end of the day are stronger than the Marvel characters. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So because of that, it's really hard to feel like there's never a future in which DC movies are good. Yeah. We have the, we, we bought heirloom tomatoes, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's not like you went to the store and we're like, I'm going to take the cheap bruised up tomatoes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have the best tomatoes. Mm -hmm. I love this metaphor. I love, this is good. (laughs) The best tomatoes at some point are going to make great sauce, Mm -hmm. but not if we, not until we add the other right ingredients or just stop adding shit ingredients, you yes. know, like, like heirloom tomatoes can't save you putting a, a tablespoon of cinnamon in it during the sauce. <laughs> like, so, so I think that I feel hopeful because at some point the code must be cracked to make good movies. I just hope that what doesn't happen first is that bad movies make more money. Because mm. Zasloff cares about one thing, bottom line, that's the thing he cares about. Yeah. And if he finds the formula to not make great product, but to make mo- the most money, profit, we're in trouble for a little bit. Yeah. I also have concerns. So um, there was a thread uh, going around. Uh, I saw some people retweeting it um, from... And take this with the grain of salt. This is just something people were uh, tweeting around. It's from at Givon Joy, V-A-U-G-H-N Joy. Um, and uh, she was kind of breaking down how, how the the beginning tweet is, I'm a little tipsy in explaining to a friend how Hollywood is essentially crumbling for profit. And it's interesting, so I'm going to make it a thread strap in. <laughs> so um, she breaks down how, how in the past studios, the major studios were MGM, 20th Century Fox, RKO, WB, and Paramount. Um, and how um, stuff kind of like broke down um, specifically uh, uh, that I guess there was a, a SCOTUS decision that kept um, studios from basically bankrupting themselves for money. Wow, I'm doing a, I feel like I'm doing a bad job summarizing this. So everybody just find the thread uh, so you can educate yourselves. Um and they, the Supreme Court, because they've just decided to do everything awful, got rid of that ruling. So now, basically, people like Zaslov can just like sell off Warner Brothers for spare parts. <laughs> and yeah. so I'm a little, and I think I'm a little bit worried too, because I also worked at the play at a place where they got bought. And it was like, man, we're going to do all these exciting things. And then uh, it got dismantled. It got dismantled. It, got, it completely got dismantled. And so I hear what you're saying about um, what type of tomatoes did we get? Heirloom. We heirloom, got heirloom tomatoes. tomatoes. We got heirloom DGK. tomatoes. That's some rich people shit. But that only matters if Zaslov sees the value in it. Yeah. And I don't know, or whoever is in charge, and I just don't, I, I am not positive that in five years, Warner Brothers, as we know, will still exist. And I don't mean they'll have merged with Discovery. I mean, like, it might just be gone. It might just, again, it might have just been split off, sold to different people. Um, and it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's scattered to the winds. 
Yeah, what would suck is if if there's a world one day in which not only are Batman and Superman not in a movie together, but they cannot legally be in a movie together. Mm, I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, you know, uh, some that's some Spider-Man shit. Yeah, it's, you're, uh, you're going back to like Marvel in the 90s where they, you know, it's like, okay, Sony gets the Spider-Man rights, Fox gets the X-Men rights. I would imagine the one thing that might keep us from that is because of the success of Marvel, nobody's going to buy just Superman. They're going to buy the whole catalog. Yeah, I would think so, too. I think so, too. I think that, unfortunately, right now, we I don't know that Zasloff could have walked in and done a perfect job. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, right now, what we're seeing is a very is something that I really didn't want to see. Yeah. Um, I can't even say he's doing a bad job because who the fuck knows? Well, and I think but, it, it's kind of subjective. You and I would say bad job. I'm sure his shareholders think he's doing a great job. Right. Exactly. That's what I mean. But like for your first decisions to be Batgirl gets the axe yeah, and we're going to throw at a funeral party mm-hmm. um, and Ezra Miller gets to stay as the Flash. Yeah. The, those are the first things that w- and I don't even know about that second part yet, but that seemingly is what's happening. Yeah. Those are the first decisions we're seeing from you, which tells me something about you. Yes. Well, especially when you hear reports of. HBO was apparently making great strides to being more inclusive. Um, and Discovery is known uh, to not be that way. And and the me- measures uh, Warner Brothers took to be more inclusive, Discovery was immediately like, no, we're getting rid of those. It's like, cool, yeah. cool, 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 yeah, we'll cool, like, cool, cool. There's like, it's kind of strange because right now everybody's got their own like rules. Remember CBS came out with, um, we pledge that 50% or more of our cast and crew is going to be people of color. Yeah. Um, and I think that they've stuck to that. Who knows how long that lasts for. And uh, also, how do you get, it's like, how do you keep track of it? Like, how do you, how do, how do us outside of that keep track track of that? No idea. Keep them accountable. Also, also how are, are you guys keeping track of that? Mm-hmm. Are you asking everybody to, like, just how, how's it all going down? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I it's not that like uh, that I have all the answers. It's just that it feels like things are going to be left by the wayside, and we might be going back to a place that is more similar to the '90s, which would be Wolf City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm hoping that what we're seeing right now from Zaslov getting his ducks in a row ends up m- giving us the best stuff possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we're going to get any read on it based on the black Adam movie or the Shazam movie, because those two were kind of before his time. Yeah. We're not even going to get that much of a read on it based on the flash movie. The only read we really get on it based on the flash movie is the fact that it exists and that uh, he didn't cut it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like that'd be a pretty good tax break. If you cut the flash movie, I feel like that costs more money than Batgirl. I feel like it costs more money. And I feel like you, you had two options. Your options were A, cut the movie, which I don't think was the right option, mm-hmm. or B, recast Ezra Miller, which I do think was the right option, and you chose C, which wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. Don't do keep anything. E- yeah. Keep Ezra. Yeah. No questions asked. All right, but speaking of questions, oh, segue, I just stumbled right into a segue. Yes, DJ. Uh, we've got questions from the Discord. Jake Hefner asks, with the Batgirl unceremoniously canceled, do you think we'll actually end up seeing Aquaman 2 and Shazam 2, or do you think there's a shot WB will can both those two? 
I think that they're banking. They're doing a lot of banking right now on on The Rock, aka Black Adam, mm -hmm. aka Shazam's nemesis, aka we will see Shazam. Mm -hmm. Aquaman, it would be maybe the biggest story in movie history if yeah. we ended up not seeing that movie. Uh, uh, to that point, Aquaman 1 made a billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be like the biggest surprise in movie history. Yeah. That would be a bigger surprise than the death of Superman lives getting cut. Like mm -hmm. the, the Aquaman movie, the only issue right now is the surrounding the Amber Heard issue, Yeah, which I think we've heard that she, she possibly was recast. I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, know, yeah. but I would be shocked. Aquaman makes so much money for them. Jason Moa seemingly isn't an issue for anybody. Thank God. <laughs> and uh, there's been no... So I don't know why on earth they would cut that movie. No. I, also, not for nothing, and this isn't... I don't have any, like... This is anecdotal. This is just how I feel. All those movies are led by men, which makes me feel like there's in Zaslav's they're brain safe. they're safer. They <laughs> say they're safer. I feel like uh, if if it was ah man. Anyway, whatever. If you if, imagine um, imagine a world in which you don't cut the Flash, but you cut Aquaman. Yeah, Bizarro. Totally Bizarro. Totally Bizarro. Um, Danny asks. Um, do you know anyone who would be a good candidate to run DC, assuming there are no complications, LOL? So now that Danlin's out, who do you think should be DC's Kevin Feige? Can I throw this out there while you're thinking? Yeah. Are you going to say Berlanti? No. Okay. Although, not a bad choice, I don't think. Uh, don't know his track record with movies, but obviously he already did He already did it. He already did it once. Just like, do it again. Um I I think you they'd be remi I know they're trying to save money, but we know the multiverse saga's wrapping up in like three years, right? Maybe Kevin Feige can be your Kevin Feige. <laughs> that would be so fucking weird, though. Um, I think that a few years ago I was like it should be Jeff Johns, and yeah. then and then it turned out it shouldn't be Jeff Johns. Yeah. So then I think about Berlanti. Like I I just don't know enough to about the human beings to know for sure but it's what tough. do you think about what do you do, like it, do you think it could be a creator like could it be uh james gunn or could it be like could it be somebody who we've seen wear multiple hats because uh like patty jenkins could she run all of dc or do you think it's just too much of a creator not as much of like a Exactly. Yeah, I think what you're asking for, and I think this actually goes to what my real answer would be. I think this goes back to my point of not really loving most actors that turn directors. It's just a lot of times it's different skills. Similarly, you could have a director like James Gunn who does a lot of great work, but what, it's a tricky position because you're at you're if you're really if you're looking at what from an outsider's perspective what a Kevin Feige is. It's not just somebody that makes sure the trains run on time, but has a passion for an understanding of the source material. So it's a little bit of a book. It's, it's more of a showrunner. So I think when you say somebody like a Greg Berlanti, that is somebody, uh, uh, that, that is the one that I, springs most to my mind because not, it's not only somebody that clearly understands the source material, but again, had how many shows, has how many shows on the air? Like right. can juggle shit. I think the true answer is to say you want one person to embody that is kind of demented. And I think the real answer is it's a, 
it's a group of people. You want three to five people that are good at different things and might, yes, include a Patty Jenkins or a James Gunn. But also checks and balances, checks and balances. We're, we're getting on Zazov's case for only caring about the bottom line to the ruthless degree that he does. But you do need somebody that's keeping an eye on that, that's aware of that and is able to to do that. So somebody that that. So I think I think instead of an individual that's responsible for the whole thing, you want a team of people. Like I said, like three to five. I think for for me that's the 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 real answer. If it was one person, I'm hard pressed to think of it because and it's hard it's hard for us. How do you, like, you can watch a movie and be like, that movie was good. This director would probably be good at da-da-da. How, how can you watch something? Like, how would I watch the Lego movie and think, oh, Dan Lin is the guy that should run. D-, you know what I mean? Like, that's, I, I, I don't know his yeah. relationship with the source material. I don't know what he did on the Lego movies. I don't know how he runs stuff. That's totally. behind the scenes shit. <laughs> We're not on set with them. Yep. We don't know. It's hard to know. I kind of am with you that. It's an anomaly that Kevin Feige worked. Yeah. Um, typically, we hear so much more hate, like what we have for um, for cat, uh, as the haters call her, Kathy Kennedy. Okay. Um, but it's like I think that I think that you should have probably like three people: one who is a diehard creator, one who is a bottom line person. And one who's like a get shit done person yeah. sitting at the helm and and see how that goes. What do you think about like any of the Star Wars people? I, I, nerds seem to be good at nerd shit, like like uh, John Favreau or uh, anybody coming over from anywhere else. That's a good question. I feel like. I don't know that I know of any Star Wars people that would do. I mean, at that point, you know, you're, I'm tempted to say somebody like Bruce Tim because of what him and Paul Denny, Denny were able to do with anime right. stuff. But again, that's such a different media. Yeah, it's so different that it's like, yeah, I don't know that that would translate. A Star Wars person, um, or maybe even like the game, you know, because then I started thinking, oh, other nerd properties like Game of Thrones. But I think all those people are so like, um, um, I think it's Robert Orchie who's big over at star trek but he's he's the star trek guy like he's gonna be doing star trek until the heat death of the universe you know what i mean that's his yeah that's his baby what i don't i don't i cannot think of anybody uh the one thing i can think of and you couldn't bring them over but as i was trying to think of other people that are close to a kevin feige the only thing i could really think of was the broccoli family with james bond and how they've been able to keep james bond relevant for decades um and that's not even a one that that is even not a one-to-one what about you do you think like i this is such a pompous comment but like i need to have a conversation with them (laughs) we're doing the job interviews now we're having them come over well that's actually a funny point dj because like who is doing the job interviews for the person who does all the other job interviews yeah like who picked dan lynn it's got to be Zaslav. I think everything goes through him. That's the impression we've been given. Okay. And then, yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, then <laughs> I don't trust him doing the interview. Yeah, I don't trust this person. Uh, last question from Leonard Kim. What do you think the relationship between the company studio and the creators, actors, etc., will be moving forward? They're clear, clearly prioritizing quality over quantity. But in the long run, will that actually come to fruition or might re- they regret this period of cutthroat business? Uh, 
Wait, are they clearly prioritizing quality over quantity? Um, they're. That's a great point. Um, that's what the, I, that's I how they not... are framing it. That's how they're framing it. But it's like yeah. no, they're they're. This is the guy because I was reading up on Zaslav came into Discovery and what and, and is is the person that turned it into the reality TV farm that we've known for the past twenty years. So he clearly right. wants as much for as much product for as little cost. I just super duper wouldn't ever refer to what we're getting as quality over quantity right now. I would say it's money over quality, like yeah. money over product. Yeah. It's definitely looking at it less as movies and TV shows and more as content. It is content. We are putting out content. And I will say to that point, might they regret this period of cutthroat business? I don't think David Zaslav and the people at that level will because – Based on what I've seen in the world, they could literally run Warner Brothers directly into the ground and it implodes into a black hole and they will probably come out significantly richer than when they entered it. That's what happened with like shit like Toys R Us and it's just what happens with a lot of a lot of businesses. These these somehow these people always profit from failing. <laughs> totally. Uh, it's called failing up. Yes. And that's that is what they do. Mm-hmm. Yay! What a what a wonderful world we've made for ourselves. What a wonderful world. Good job. Mm, Good job. You. Um, uh, I have a question for you, Roxy. Before we go, yeah. What do you got, DJ? We got a Black Adam trailer. Do you think Black Adam will save us? AKA, will the hierarchy of the DC universe change? <laughs> I actually really liked the Black Adam trailer. Uh, I thought that. It was informative mm-hmm. and enough. I think people are going to see this movie no matter, but for people who don't know Black Adam at all, I think that it did a good job kind of like painting the picture of what's happening with his son and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and the JSA. I, I know some people weren't stoked about it, but I think that um, that the trailer looked really good. I think The Rock is a really good... If you can have The Rock at the face of your property right now, he's just such a sure bet. Yeah. A sure bet to show up, a sure bet to promote, yeah. a sure bet to get the people going. He's the best uh, hype man for any movie. He really is. And DC need DC needs um a B or above right now so desperately. Yeah. But really they need like a slam dunk. And I feel like at the very least, based on this trailer, based on the rock, based on everything, I think this movie's at least gonna be good. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I think a lot of uh I, I think Dwayne Johnson is fantastic. He's one of there's a reason he's one of the biggest stars in the world. I think his movies tend to be fine. Um uh and I think this will be that. I thought the trailer looked cool. I do like I mean the DC movies look like movies, which you can't always say from other big property stuff. Um, Are you Harry Styles? Yeah, I like it when movies These, look like movies. The thing about the DC movies is they look like movies it'll shock you to learn roxy i am not harry styles although i wouldn't mind cashing that paycheck i wouldn't mind cashing that paycheck why i even do this show god damn it no um but yeah i you we'll see i i'm i'm looking forward to it i think the jsa looks cool i like the idea of jsa fighting black adam even though we all know that's just going to be like the first half of the movie and then he's going to end being a hero or whatever Um, do you think anybody's ever pretended to be harry styles yes to get the girl yes of course. So fucked up. We live in a, bil- a, wor- a world of a billion. Do, do you? Do I think there's a, a Runa the Light Elf who pretended to be Harry Styles and Cat for somebody? Yes, I do. Oh, I really like that episode. It's good. Uh, speaking of that, everybody, stay tuned for what we're into. Where we talk about She Hulk, but 
that's it for us this week. I don't know that we resolved anything with Warner Brothers. We'll get yeah, to all of them. Yeah, we did. We solved it all, DJ. We fixed it all. Roxy, what should the kids be looking out for from you? Mm, well, um, I am everywhere at Roxy Stryer. The World Girls are all over the place at the World Girls or on Instagram at World Girls WAP. And then I did do, um, I was on Real Rejects this past week, uh, which was really fun doing a watch along to the Black Phone, which cool. was excellent i really like that movie so if you want to check out my reaction to that that would be cool leave a comment so they bring me back on please go do that check it out there will be links in the description uh you can find me at dj talks trash you can find the show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers but on twitter yeah you got the vowels from stupid hell yeah and we'll see you all next week i think um as of this recording we're literally recording this as d23 is going on so if you're like why aren't they talking about the da, 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 that's why it hasn't happened yet in our timeline but what's uh, your number one prediction dj uh, i actually with the rumors swirling around i we might get a fantastic forecast announcement wild do you so think should we just pretend that we just got the announcement? What is your reaction? I can't believe it. So DJ, let me ask you, what did you think about that fantastic forecast announcement? I, I am on the fence about it. There's some, I liked oh. some, I'm more on the fence about, but you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the movie turns out cool. What about you, Roxy? I'm excited that there's a variety of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that those people will perform yes. on, in a movie. And I think that that's a movie that I, no matter what, will go see. Perfect. I I agree. Uh, And on that note, I think that's a perfect note to end on. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.